0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today, I hope we have a fairly short episode of Virtual Legality, but I wanted to reflect on some of the things that we have said before in respect of a story that I saw on my social media feed and in Reddit just a little while ago. And it's entitled, Nintendo is going after creations in dreams related to their franchises. Now, for those of you not familiar, Dreams is an engine video game. Much like Little Big Planet, it's a game on the PlayStation 4 system that allows players to make whatever their mind can conceive of using some very, very robust tools that allow them to make 3D creations. And in this particular case, after following the Reddit thread to the Twitter, Piece of Craft, at Piece of Craft, put up a tweet that said, Good news and bad news. We flew too close to the sun, boys. A big video game company who I will keep nameless obviously didn't read my be cool note in Dreams. No worries though, I have a backup plan. But for now, Mario projects in Dreams are on hold until I put said plan into effect. And if we look at this, this is the front page of something that is showing what somebody has made in Dreams. And it says, rigged Mario for Twitch stream. This version of Mario is for those lovely few that follow my Twitch and want to follow along on the creation process. and you can look and see that this individual or team of individuals has put together a fantastic-looking Mario. But, as you probably know, if you follow virtual legality or if you've played video games at any point since the late 1980s, Mario is the intellectual property, is copyright held by Nintendo. And so Nintendo looks to have told Sony and told Dreams that this was not acceptable, that this was copyright infringement. It was infringement on the rights that they have to make copies of and to to distribute those copies of their Mario character. You see at the top of your screen, moderated. Your creation has been moderated and removed from Dreams due to contains copyrighted material. Now, much like almost any license that you could possibly look at in especially the United States, Part of the DREAMS license is saying when you make something, you are agreeing that you are not infringing on someone else's copyright. It actually frames it by saying you own what you are putting up and you're not using somebody else's intellectual property. Now, if you've also been in DREAMS, you know this is by far not the only instance of somebody infringing on someone else's copyright. As a matter of fact, it was in early access when i actually put together a video called copyright and dreams this is from january of last year so many many months ago a very early virtual legality number 16 as we approach number 200 if you can believe it and this video reflected on a number of people asking me questions about how some of this stuff can survive in dreams Dreams right now has a Fallout 4 mod, essentially, a little playthrough that you can do that looks a lot like Fallout 4. You can play Sonic the Hedgehog levels. You could certainly do things with Mario and Zelda and other very, very famous video game intellectual properties, and not limited to video games. There's a lot of different intellectual properties that people have kind of been playing with in Dreams. And I highly recommend you go and you check out this video because it talks about how that can be. And it also talks about how, even though that can be, with all this stuff that you're seeing in Dreams, or that you might be seeing in terms of fan art, or fan games, or just out in the world, how that can exist while at the same time, someone like Nintendo still has the right to moderate and to strike something down. And the answer to this question is basically what I call largesse, which is a somewhat fancy term for saying, hey... All of this stuff actually does infringe on the copyright of the copyright holder, but for the most part, they allow it as long as they don't think that it is bad for their brand. And in a lot of ways, a lot of this stuff is good for their brand. This is a video that I did uh, for the Easy Allies where they asked me a question about how fan games can exist, which is a very similar type of question to how this stuff can exist in Dreams. And the answer, once again, was dependent on whether or not you have bothered somebody, right? That Nintendo probably isn't bothered by what we see here, right? This is just a Mario, but it's a very good-looking Mario. And there is always the possibility that Nintendo looks at something like this, looks at what somebody, an amateur, can do in something like Dreams, which is very, very robust, but which is not as professional, doesn't have all the professional bells and whistles of an honest-to-God 3D engine, and say, oh... They're putting us to shame or they're making us look bad. Or maybe we want to work with Sony in a very unexpected deal that we were going to announce at E3 that is going to have Mario stuff that is placed into Dreams and we want to sell that for $4.99. And so there's always this open question of why somebody would strike something like this down, but there isn't really a legal question of whether or not they have the right. If we actually go and we look at the Copyright Act in the United States and The copyrights of various jurisdictions, and especially international locales, aren't going to match up with this exactly, but I'm a United States lawyer and I can talk about what it is right here, and that's probably going to get us 90% of the way towards understanding copyright in most other jurisdictions, that you get these bundle of rights. If you have created something like Mario, if you're Nintendo, you have the exclusive right to reproduce Marios you have the exclusive right to prepare derivative works, which is fancy legal language for to make other things based off of Mario's, to distribute those things to the public, to perform them publicly, to stream them, to display the copyrighted work publicly, and to perform them publicly in terms of digital audio transmission, in particular for things like Mario music and Mario sound effects. And You've probably been in dreams, and if you have, you've seen that there are Mario sounds all over the place. There's World 1-1, there's Mario music, there's all sorts of stuff that infringes on Nintendo's rights. But one, Nintendo isn't obligated to be fully aware of any and all infringement and to act immediately. The law understands that they have a limited amount of labor. Even if they wanted to strike all of this stuff down, they have to only strike down what they can find. And the law doesn't say, oh, if you couldn't find everything in every nook and cranny, somehow you've lost the right to police the Mario copyright. This isn't the equivalent of trademark, where one of the things that can get a trademark struck is essentially you didn't use it, you didn't police it enough, you didn't watch to make sure that your trademark was only being used to describe the source of goods or services as being from you. And because you failed to police it properly, that's going to be an argument that someone can bring, not automatically win, mind you, but that they can bring in a court of law or to the USPTO or to whatever authority is in the specific international jurisdiction that they are looking at. And they can claim that you didn't police it enough. That's not copyright. There are kind of equitable claims that you can make on these kinds of things. But in general, especially in the United States, it's understood that you're not going to be able to catch everything. And some people might say, hey, Rick, well, isn't it fair use? I get a lot of this, right? I get a lot of comments to my videos. Isn't X fair use? Isn't Y fair use? The answer is probably not, right? We've talked about fair use before, but fair use is a very specific statutory exception to infringement on copyright that says essentially eh, the court will figure it out if they think that the use was fair. And in determining whether the use was fair, in any particular case, we'll consider the purpose, the nature, the amount, and the effect on the market. In this particular case, there's no question that the substantiality of the portion used for something like this is entire, right? That's a Mario. There is nothing new there. It's transformative insofar as it now exists in dreams, but that's not legally transformative, that's a Mario. And so all of it was taken. You say, well, the purpose of the use, they're not trying to sell it. They're just putting it out there in Dreams for others to use. That might be the case. Absolutely might be the case. But you know, one thing that came up in the very recent past is that Dreams is now looking to see whether or not they can help folks monetize the use of their engine. So that raises a whole bunch of additional questions. Dreams goes and says, you're not infringing on something when you make something for them. And that's all well and good. People are going to breach that all the time. That's just the nature of people, and I think even the corporations understand that. But it's all locked into dreams. It's all in a somewhat very good video game and very, very good video game engine, but not really completely analogous to actually playing Mario Odyssey on your Switch or actually pa- playing Mario 64 or whatever it is that is your particular favorite Mario game. But when you start to say maybe... Maybe we sell this Dreams engine to others to make video games. I think a lot of the publishers and a lot of the content holders, the intellectual property holders, perk their ears up. They say, okay, so you're thinking now that you're going to potentially not only have an engine here, but you are going to help facilitate others to make money on these things. We're going to have to pay more attention. Now, you could also say, Rick, that's still silly because this isn't being described as monetizing anything yeah it's going on a twitch stream but most folks don't care about having ads or maybe getting bits or whatever it is that you might get on twitch most of these companies aren't going to care about that that much and i think you'd be right i don't think nintendo is acting really uh in a great decision making capacity on this but that is distinct from my analysis of their legal rights here right i think a lot of people that comment on my videos or otherwise contact me on my social media sometimes get those confused And what I want to help kind of illuminate is who has the rights, what can they do, not necessarily whether it's a good idea. If you want me to editorialize, I think in general, this is a bad idea. I think a lot of Japanese video game companies in particular have struggled with how much derivative work they should allow with respect to their games because they want to maintain their copyright. They want to maintain the specific closed ecosystem of where their copyrighted materials can appear. And so you look at something like this, you look at a Rig Mario and you say, what could possibly be the harm on something like this? And I described it in my previous Dreams and Copyright video. But one of the things that a company like Nintendo is going to be worried about is You take this Mario model and you give him a gun and you put him in a dream's doom level and how violent can we make things? Or maybe you make things be said or thought about in thought bubbles out of Mario's head that are very much against the goodwill, very much against the branding of Nintendo, and it's not that that's happening right now. It's not that that's happening with something like a rigged Mario puppet here, but it's the possibility of that happening. And I think where American companies and European companies maybe are a little bit more okay with that risk allowance, which it is a legitimate risk. You could have Mario appear in some kind of you know Nazi propaganda game, although I think that would be taken down from the dreams of the world pretty quickly. And Nintendo wouldn't like that. I think the the Western kind of companies look at something like that as a risk and say, yeah, that's okay, because what this is otherwise doing is acting as marketing for my intellectual property. Hey, it's Mario. Doesn't everybody love Mario? Now more people are playing with Mario and thinking about Mario and thinking about how much they loved Mario Odyssey. And hey, is there a Mario game that might be on sale on the eShop this week, especially with the solid quarantine? And I think a lot of these companies go down that line. And say, yeah, it is infringement. Yeah, it's not entirely within our control. We don't love it, but it has all of these additional benefits. And I think Nintendo has, until now, allowed a lot of stuff on Dreams. And one of the questions that we have is why now have they kind of struck something like this? One reason is it looks really, really good. And that's always going to be a potential problem, kind of ironically, for the original intellectual property holders if it looks too good. And then also because Dreams has now started toying with monetizing their engine, I think Nintendo and a lot of these other companies are going to be more aware of what is on Dreams. Finally, I just wanted to mention as kind of the corollary to this, you might also say, Rick, what about streaming, right? Streaming is a derivative work. It's something that infringes inherently on the intellectual property that these people have made. They license their use to you to play a video game and then you broadcast it to the world. And this is in particular a significant problem for very narrative games, right? We were seeing this problem writ large when Telltale Games was really making a lot of these narrative games that maybe had a few branches, but ultimately just told a story. And if you streamed it all, you were getting some high percentage of the value of actually purchasing the game just from watching a free stream. And so you look at these companies and they say, okay, I guess we'll allow it. But at the start, they didn't allow it, right? At the start, a lot of people came out against these streams. Nintendo in particular has always had a very thorny kind of relationship with streams and streamers and these kind of derivative work questions. And a lot of these companies essentially came around to the fact that it was good marketing. This is how people wanted to interact with their product and putting in their software licenses that this was allowed, but maybe putting some restrictions on it. And so it wouldn't surprise me if Nintendo started to say, okay, if this is going to keep happening in something like Dreams, maybe we need to figure out a more direct kind of licensing approach discussion with uh, the Media Molecule people, Sony, Dreams, whoever it might be. Maybe we even do sell a package that says, this is Mario, this is what you can use. But them coming after this is not that much of a surprise given what we know about their previous interactions with things like Streams with things that are potentially derivative works that do infringe on their copyright that a lot of other companies allow primarily out of their largesse, that they allow it because they think it's good for them. And if it ever becomes bad for them, that's when they kind of drop the hammer. This video that I did, virtual legality number 177, was actually about this gentleman who apparently started making ad hominem attacks on Electronic Arts employees, making a big stink out of everything. And Electronic Arts responded by copyright striking all of his videos on Twitch and all of them on YouTube where he was playing, I believe it was FIFA. And a lot of people came to me and asked, is that okay? I mean, everybody streams FIFA and they open packs and that's useful for Electronic Arts. The answer is yes. Yes right? And that's one of the inherent problems with streaming. That's one of the inherent problems with just taking kind of YouTube Let's Plays at face value is that because they are inherently infringing, because you have this kind of consistent copyright question, almost always, if you turn on the one that is feeding you, if you are an Electronic Arts FIFA streamer and you suddenly start saying, I hate FIFA and I hate Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts always wields that sort of Damocles hanging over your head to say, okay, fine, well then this is all copyright infringing and you've lost your YouTube channel. And because that is in fact the nature of the copyright law as it stands right now, because that is in fact the reality that streamers face on a day-to-day basis, It is the kind of thing where viewers have to interpret what they are seeing in streams that way. When you watch somebody that's really loving Apex Legends, or you watch somebody that's really loving the latest Call of Duty or whatever it might be on Twitch or YouTube Gaming or elsewhere, you always have to have in the back of your head that this lives in largesse. And if they want to, they can copyright strike. And they will do that if they think that you are more negative than positive towards their brand. In this case, it appears that that's what Nintendo thinks about this particular project. It wouldn't surprise me to see Nintendo move against further projects, but that doesn't change the nature of Dreams. That doesn't change the nature of everything else that you might see in this space. It just means that Nintendo, in particular, views this as a specific problem. And they're within their legal rights to do so, but if you've got an issue with what Nintendo's doing, with what they're not allowing in Dreams, with what they should be allowing, they have their legal rights, That doesn't mean that they made a good business decision, and and you can make it known to them if you disagree. That's been what has hopefully been a fairly svelte virtual legality for today. If you enjoyed this, please like, please subscribe. We just did a great video, in my opinion, yesterday about what GameStop did by claiming that they were essential retail for a 24 hour period before essentially capitulating to all law enforcement agencies immediately thereafter. But there was a lot of interesting kind of legal analysis done about how the California order works, what it means to be essential, what critical infrastructure is. If you're at all interested in those kinds of questions, please do check out that video, let people know that it exists. And we talk about these things in video games all the time in this channel and elsewhere. So share it with anybody that you think might be interested. And I'd love to hear from you in the comments to this video on my Twitter or wherever else. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. I very much appreciate it. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.